Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, let's get back into it with consultant from Crestview Strategy, Dan Molden, Anthony Fury from the Sun Post Media, where he's a national comment editor, and Peter Tabbins, who's the NDP's energy and climate change critic in the legislature. By the way, just a quirky little thing. We were talking about milk and, you know, the quality of yeah. the milk and so on and so forth. Uh, I saw this little item, and I thought I'd run it by you guys very quickly before I get on to other stuff. IKEA is bringing its vegetarian hot dog into its cafeterias, which is interesting only insofar as because, I mean, Canadians, they say, consumed about a million of their regular hot dogs last year. Uh, really? So this is a real thriving market. Yeah, apparently it, it's a popular like a buck fifty or something. No, like 75 cents. Oh, wow. But dig this. Uh, even more. They, they, in the story, talked about the carbon footprint of the vegetarian hot dog. And I'm wondering, Tabbins, I mean, here's about, uh, you know, climate change and yada, yada. Is it? Time to start listing the carbon footprint of foodstuffs along with nutritional facts and ingredients. You know, <laughs> I, if you're going to talk give about any ideas, change, John. <laughs> <laughs> talking big ideas. No, you buy a steak. You buy a steak and you see in the supermarket, yeah. you know, whatever is, uh, and then the carbon footprint to uh, create this slice of beef. Yeah, if I'm going to spend my time, I'm going to spend my time fighting Doug Ford's attack on climate action. That's, <laughs> that's where there's really going to be some product. I mean, this it's guy's a, abandoned climate action. He's rolled back the inadequate plans, the liberals. Uh, this is this is where the real danger is for people, and this is where we really have to fight. He's the guy who has to be right. defeated. I'm not that worried so about the dogs. So you don't want dogs. to create any kind of awareness here uh, in our food processing and how the carbon footprint might impact long term. That kind I, of that. I actually would yeah. say I'm, I'm going to take a different stance than Peter. I actually don't think it's that bad of an idea. I think it'd be difficult to assess and difficult to yeah, to administer. Uh, but there is a enormous problem with the scale and size of the global beef industry. Um, it is a it is a massive carbon out, uh, footprint. Uh, it is an enormous consumption of energy. Uh, and when you look at the scarcity of food on the planet in some parts of uh, of the world, um, the resources uh, energy wise that are dedicated towards the beef uh, the cattle industry uh, are enormous. And 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 I think something that n- maybe we don't need a label warning us about it, uh-huh. but it, we don't talk about it enough. Uh, and it is something I think. I just found it fascinating that Tabins is the energy critic here with the NDP, and he thinks it's a cockamamie idea. <laughs> no, I, it isn't a question of being cockamamie. In fact, Dan made some good points. But if you're talking about where you're going to focus your energy and what's going to give you well, the, right. the biggest impact, making sure that governments actually have effective climate plans is where you have to go. But the IKEA story actually listed. It's, an, it's an entertaining story. And well, I'm glad okay. No, but I think the but, point they were making was that the vegetarian right. hot dogs have a far smaller footprint right. than and they a do. beef hot dog. Right? Well, okay. And yeah, they of do. course they do. So they're trying to appeal to uh, a certain sensibility. I get it. <laughs> All right. You wanted to attack Doug Ford. Scandinavian well, uh, sensibility. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what <laughs> Which it is. Which is a nice sensibility. I agree. I agree. Okay. All right. Easy. They're good now. folks there. Bill 148. Uh, this this is the Fair Workplaces Better Jobs Act that Kathleen Wynne brought in. Uh, I guess it was earlier in the year. Doug Ford is going to scotch this. As you may or may not know, uh, there were certain principles involved uh, providing two paid job-protected emergency leave days for all workers. These are paid. They get up to 10. Increased holiday. Sorry, they get up to two days, don't they? Paid. Two, yeah. Yeah, but you can take up to 10. 
so for eight, emergency leave. Yeah, and, so, and you can tell the employer after the fact that this is why I took some time off. Guaranteed. Let's right. be clear. These are, these are the guaranteed minimums. All right. That's what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the two days are paid. Uh, there's also equal pay for part-time and temporary workers doing the same job as full-time employees. Yes. Which well, is a good idea. Well, is it? Because uh, yes, on it the is. one hand, you've got some folks, well, in a union shop, you think somebody wanders in off the street and they should be paid. Do you think they'll stand for that because they're going to cite seniority and experience? Well, what they're going to say is, if you're bringing in people who are making half the pay we are, uh, very soon you're going to get rid of all of us and be bringing in these people or you're paying very little money to. There's a huge problem with people only being able to get temporary part-time work because employers know that they can pay them much less money. When you raise their pay so it's the same as those working full-time, then the incentive for employers to get rid of permanent full-time people and move to temps goes down dramatically. All right, let's get Anthony in here. He's been quiet for a while. Anthony, uh, repealing Bill 148, does it make sense in whole or in part? Well, first of all, this idea that Doug Ford is repealing something Kathleen Wynne introduced is, is, and then people are outraged by it. As he said, look, I campaigned on this thing, and he has no uh, mandate to keep things that have sort of annual updates or what have you from the Wynne government because we saw resounding rejection of that. To what Peter's saying, though, I feel like this is instead the 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 legislation of collective bargaining. A lot of these are very interesting points, and if if workers come together and and, uh, grieve this with their employer, maybe they will get it. Maybe they should get it in these circumstances, and that's why people either individually negotiate with their employer or their HR, or if they're unionized, they do it that way, or they found a union. I'm not too sure why we need the government doing things that union negotiators do uh, in their own domain. It's, it seems rather odd. A- another point, John, last week we were talking about what, is, what are the statistics, what are the numbers of who's actually making the minimum wage? Because a lot of this is about low-wage earners. And I went and I, I did some homework and I read the last statistics candor report on it. And right now it's 15% of minimum wage earners are, are adults who are supporting a household. And then 50% of them are people who are under 24 who still live at home. So that's the data in all of this. So if we're going to be concerned about minimum wage earners, maybe we should look at other mechanisms to, to, to alleviate their financial situation rather than raising the middle age, which is a, a blunt instrument that actually goes more towards people who are, you know, living at home with dad making six figures. Well, yeah, but, on, not, not, not everyone's dad makes six figures. No, Let exactly. me tell you, That's a, certain... lot of, a lot of teenagers are out there making money and contributing money back home. Well, That's Doug Ford suggested anybody under 30,000 wouldn't pay tax. Yeah, and they a lot of didn't. them don't pay tax now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they 30, already didn't 000. pay tax. That's well, such I, a sham. They, Look, let's I, face I, it. This is a government of a millionaire in favor of millionaires. That's what this guy's all about. Really, uh, Working the small people business are just people with you know concern. three or four hires. Doug, that's that's Doug millionaires. Ford Come on, is a millionaire whose interest is millionaires. He may spread all these stories about who small are all business, these small but, business people, like including with the Chamber of Commerce representing sixty thousand entrepreneurs in the province. They're fully behind this. They may well be, but I'm fully behind working people, and working people deserve decent wages. They deserve emergency time off. They deserve sick days, and. Pick a side, John. Pick a side. Well, I, what I think is interesting here is is we're conflating a couple issues. And so Doug Ford said that this bill, this uh, Fair Workplaces Better Jobs Act, it was the worst bill that has ever been enacted in Ontario. In fact, it was worse than the Carbon 
Tax Act, as he calls it. Uh, this uh, this bill didn't actually have anything to do with minimum wage. That's a separate government policy that gets set on a separate uh, sort of track. This bill provided emergency leave, it provided family leave, it provided mandatory minimums on on vacation days. And Anthony, I think that you know, uh, trying to conflate the two and talking about how many people are on the minimum wage and raising a family. The fact is, a lot of people in this province work uh, very hard. Uh, there deserve to be mandatory minimum requirements for employers to, uh, in the way that they treat uh, their employees. All right, hang on to that thought. I've got to come back in a moment and uh, let you wrap up. Uh, it's an interesting discussion whether or not this does have any merit, scrapping it in the interests of business and making it a pro-business agenda from Doug Ford, or is it being done sacrificing on the altar of the working poor? In a moment, we'll return with more thoughts from our panel, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.